4: This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon
3: and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here, going through the card for week six in the NFL. And the time has come, as it does each and every week here on the program where we get to talk to Derek Stevens and Jeff Benson of Circa Sports. Of course, Derek, the owner and operator of Circa, the D, and the Golden Gate, and his director of operations for Circa Sports, Mr. Jeffrey Benson. Gentlemen, welcome to the program once again. How are you? Good, good. Yes. You're, it's casual Saturday for Derek this week. Yeah, I'm in the middle of an event up at Stadium Swim right now,
4: so I had to <laughs> pop in, had to meet Jeff Benson, get our little rundown. Let's go, and I got to get back up there. We have a presentation coming.
3: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm supposed to be up there after the show too. Uh, a couple of our friends are in town, so maybe I'll see you up. I there. I saw a few. I saw Matt Humans is uh, enjoying
4: himself. I saw yep. a
3: Stanford Steve. Yep, that's the party I'm headed to. I
4: saw. I saw the world famous Paul Stone. Everyone's oh, uh, wow. enjoying himself. There's a lot Mr. of smart Stone. guys up there. Good.
3: Good. All right, let's kick this off. Mr. Benson, we will start with you. And uh, we do this here each and every week on the Pro Football Blitz. We announce what the five consensus picks are for the Circa Millions contest and then also go through the most popular selections in Circa Survivor.
5: Jeff, I'll start with you, the consensus five in Circa Millions. Yeah, before we kick off with that, obviously this is week six uh, in the Circa Million Three 3 contest, uh, the second week of the second quarter, uh, which is five weeks. Uh, new leader, uh, Hannibal Barca. Uh, he has three entries. Uh, his number one entry is 22 and three. And then he also has an entry that has 21 wins and 20 wins. Wow. Uh, so certainly off to a good start for him. Uh, got out of the gate hot and a new leader in the Circa Million. Uh, top five consensus is as follows uh, The Browns minus three uh, at home against the COVID stricken Arizona Cardinals. 1,695 selections. That may be a record in terms of uh, overall number of selections. Uh, The Packers minus 4.5 against the Bears with 1,439 selections. Uh, The Cowboys minus 3.5 on the road versus the New England Patriots with 1,409 selections. Uh, The Chiefs minus 6.5 also on the road against the Washington football team with 1,231 selections. And then last but not least... The Minnesota Vikings minus one also on the road against the Carolina Panthers with 1,107 selections. Uh, So working our way down, uh, the top five consensus picks are as follows. The Browns minus three, the Packers minus four and a half, the Cowboys minus three and a half, the Chiefs minus six and a half, and the Vikings minus one, Brady.
3: Pretty interesting, James Salinas. That's five favorites on the card in week six here, the consensus five for the Circa Millions. I think that's the first time we've seen a consensus have either all favorites or all dogs uh, through the first five, six weeks of the season. Rarely do we ever see all dogs, Brady, but for favorites here, especially
6: thinking about the Browns and the Cardinals, and I know the Cardinals... Couple key injuries there, as well as COVID going on through that locker room with a couple key players, with Chandler Jones, as well as a couple of coaches, including the head coach with Kingsbury. But thinking about the other side, the Browns—you know, great game last week, fun game to to watch and to bet on as far as the the Browns going into Los Angeles playing the Chargers, but. That was a grueling game, a very physical game, and a number of injuries. Maybe not so sexy. We know Chubb's not going to be playing for the Cleveland Browns, but I don't think any there's not going to be any tackles available for the Cleveland Browns, both at left and right. Tackle, as well as their swing tackle is also out. So going to be very thin on those edges. This is a game I stayed away from. So very interesting to me that that is the top consensus pick, the Cleveland
3: Browns. Jeff, are you seeing a lot of people, James talked about it, with the COVID news that came out Friday night, Coach Cl- Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Chandler Jones and some assistant coaches. It looks like it's affected maybe at least half a dozen players and coaches for Arizona.
5: And obviously it comes out as the top consensus pick. Are you seeing players run to the window to bet against the Cardinals as well? Yeah, absolutely. It looks like DeAndre Hopkins also has an illness, may or may not play. Uh, but this number's certainly been steamed up, you know, across that uh, field goal mark. And uh, I think we were at three and a half, reduced juice. So certainly been very popular at the window as well with players. And uh, you know, fortunately, knock on wood, we haven't dealt with too many COVID uh, issues this year. Uh, it was quite different last year. Uh, so hopefully, that's not the case moving forward. And it was earlier
3: this year that we saw the Saints affected by COVID, and that did not turn out well for them. They lost that game easily to the Carolina Panthers. We'll see if that turns out this way for the Arizona Cardinals, who, of course, are the only unbeaten team left in the NFL. All right, Derek, your turn. Sir, oh, go ahead.
4: One thing I want to mention about the millions. I mean, when you saw when you put out the the Packers as one of the bigger plays, remember we have Packers in the contest in the Circus Sports Millions at four and a half. Right. That line has now moved. It's a six right now. So yes. there's a little bit of value here when, when you see all these favorites being selected this weekend.
5: Yeah, I think when you look at it, to Derek's point, you know, when you look at the Packers, you know, you look at the Chiefs. You know, that line's gone from six and a half to seven. Obviously, the Vikings have been very popular over the counter as well. And I think some teams think the Panthers are really going to regress. Uh, obviously, Christian McCaffrey on IR, Sam Darnold certainly come back to the pack. Um, you know, to, to Derek's point, I think uh, a lot of the consensus top five this week has been playing those line moves. Absolutely. I, I figured the Packers were an automatic to be. I, I thought they might be the number one.
3: I, I'm a little surprised about the Browns because I think that's a competitive game. I've seen the, a lot of people that are on the Browns, but the Packers with that line move, uh, not surprised at all that they are the second most popular. Did they go that way in Circus Survivor as well? And how about last week? How about the New England Patriots were a sweat? I think they were the third most popular pick, and then the Minnesota Vikings.
5: I mean, that almost took out a lot of people. And then, and then on Monday Night Football, obviously the Ravens were down 22-3, come back and win that game. You know, Derek will talk about it, but you know that that's almost 90, 95 percent of the pool, and uh, you know it's early in the season, so you know a lot of people have escaped early, and it'll be exciting how things uh, you know play out here the rest of the year.
4: Yeah, I mean for the people that escaped that had the Ravens a few weeks ago on the Justin Tucker long field goal <laughs> against the Lions, I mean they got their sweat. Um obviously Lions they,
3: almost did it to him again. <laughs>
4: but but obviously they couldn't have played the Ravens again this week. So so um I think many of the people that are the Justin Tucker sweat also had, you know, th- this unbelievable Packer Green Bay, the 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 Packer uh, Bengal game. Yes. And then had had came back with the Vikings last week, which is the number one selection. The Vikings last week was fifty-eight percent of the circus survivor pool. And uh a lot of people keep asking me, like, did you want to knock them out? I'm like, no, I want. We're paying out the six million. I want people to get as much enjoyment out of this as they can. I want the sweat. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think after what happened last weekend, every remaining entrant has got the sweat that they uh that they needed. We um we started off with twenty uh two hundred and sixty-eight uh entries uh this week. Uh unfortunately we had we had 10 circus survivors not submit an entry and again i feel terrible about it but uh but we had 10. so for the remaining entrance uh you know your value of your ticket went up a little bit we knew the number one selection today was going to be the indianapolis colts yeah and it's about i got to put my glasses on to read this here Um, the indianapolis colts and the circus survivor 1185 selections so a little bit more than 50 percent are on the colts the number two selection is uh is the Los Angeles Rams at 385 Pittsburgh Steelers at 277 that's a that's a pick that Mike Paul made a comment on that this might be the right week to take Pittsburgh just everything kind of lined up when you look at their schedule it makes sense
3: No Russell uh, Wilson for Seattle
4: yeah, I mean, you you have a certain spot Pittsburgh at home. There, there's a, and when you look at the rest of the schedule, you can't really find a great great spot where you would play them. Number four selection was the Kansas City Chiefs at 238 selections, and uh, number five selection was the Green Bay Packers with uh, 58. We did have a handful of additional selections going all the way down for Bucks, Broncos, Dolphins, which I thought was mm. interesting. Um, early Sunday morning uh, selection. Uh, Browns, Lions, Cowboys, Lions was also selected. Although it was interesting, Cowboys, Bills, Vikings, Ravens, and Jaguars finished it out. I wonder if we can look up on the Jaguars Dolphins game if someone's not playing a double option, right? And, and you know, on the show we talked to, we we uh, we talked last night at nightcap on our theoretical element. You know, so I still have all my six entries, but. Uh, but this is the this is the weekend where I'm I sacrificing three of them. I took three on the Dolphins, three on the Jaguars. Ah. Because I would never play either team. So whoever wins. Okay. All right. And Good I'm gonna strategy, sacrifice right? three just so I have a better like selection of teams going forward. And I was personally not sold on the Colts. So 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 that's kinda how I ended up using the double option.
3: James, I know you're not sold on the Colts this week either. Did you go that way with your uh reigning or the remaining survivor entries? Well,
6: obviously, we talked about it earlier. We both are on Houston plus the 10 in that matchup. But as far as the survivor goes with my three entries that are alive, I'm rolling with the Steelers here. That's where I went. I'm all in with Pittsburgh on that Sunday night game. Looking at, and, and Derek, you were just talking about the scheduling spot. Maybe there's a potential scheduling spot when they do host the Lions in Week 10. But I don't like where that game is sandwiched for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They get a bye week after this game on Sunday night, but then they're playing at Cleveland, big division game. Then they have a Monday night game at home against Chicago, and in two weeks later, they have a Sunday night game at the Chargers sandwiched in there. That's where that Detroit Lions game fit in, and everything else, I'm not going to play Pittsburgh, so I thought this was the night to play. This was the spot to play Pittsburgh, going home on Sunday night football against a Russell Wilson-less Seattle Seahawks team.
3: I uh, don't disagree with it there. Uh, And Pittsburgh, of course, one of the uh, most popular picks, uh, the third most popular pick in the Circus Survivor Contest. The Rams is kind of interesting. Uh, Of course, they were a big favorite, but betting-wise,
5: we've seen action come in on the New York Giants. I imagine you've seen that at the window. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the question mark there was surrounding Daniel Jones. Uh, Obviously, he was knocked out of that Cowboy game with a concussion. Um, Obviously, if he's able to come back, uh, that completely changes that game, obviously, uh, having him behind center as opposed to Mike Glennon uh, is certainly a step up. Um, but obviously, you know I think when you look at you know this week, it's certainly a really tough week. Um, and, and to James's point, uh, the Steelers were a great schedule spot. Uh, they don't have a lot of future value. Um if I was making a selection, I would probably be you know taking the Steelers in this spot.
3: All right, very good. Yeah, we uh, we want this to go as long as possible so at the end of the year we can be down at the D at the uh, Bar Canada there and have another sweat party, right? That's right, that's right. Bring everybody in for the final week there and have a uh, VSIN broadcast for the sweat party as the Circa Survivor and Circa Million contest wind up. Thank you, gentlemen. Enjoy the rest of your day.
4: Thank you. I'll see you up at Stadium Swimming in a little while.
3: Sounds good, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. That is Derek Stevens and Jeffrey Benson right here on the Pro Football Blitz. We'll be back in just a moment right here at VSIN.
1: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The
2: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The campaign moment podcast from the Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening.
1: This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady
3: Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Pro Football Blitz is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zinn is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternatives that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus, Zinn can be found at convenience stores nationwide so you can find your Zinn wherever you are. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell, plus easy-to-use indoor or out making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zinn comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine and is for adult use only, 21 years and older. Learn more to find your local retailer at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz as we roll along here, breaking down the NFL card in week six. And uh, what are your reactions to the consensus picks there, James, the Top five most popular picks in the Circa Millions, of course, the Browns at number one, the Packers at number two. I think we kind of expected that one with the big line move there. The Packers now up to six-point favorites. The Cowboys minus three-and-a-half in Foxborough to take on the Patriots, the Chiefs at minus six-and-a-half, and and the Vikings at one-and-a-half. I thought maybe a couple of these were a little bit surprising.
6: Definitely, well, we talked about it with with. Derek and Jeff, as far as the, the Browns being the overall number one consensus play. And, and I like the spot for them playing at home here, but it was just, to me, that was just such a physical game that they played against the Chargers. That can take a lot out of you as a team. And now coming back home and you think about where the Browns are, having not only that physical game, but there's a lot of question marks. Again, it's not sexy when you start looking at injury reports when you're talking about the offensive line, but Cleveland wants to run the football. And you're missing both. You're most likely they're both listed as questionable are Conklin on the right side and Jedrick Wills on the left side, but they didn't practice this week. And I just think it's very likely that considering that they're not going to, if they're not in there, think about the short week coming up for the Cleveland Browns. So you have a lot of Nick guys. They have a Thursday night game against the Denver Broncos, so it is a short week. So sometimes you see these coaches. Arizona, it's a non-conference team coming in, and now it's get back to conference play against the Denver Broncos on Thursday. If you have a, guy, a couple guys that are questionable and iffy to get back out there, especially on the offensive line, and we know Cleveland wants to run the football, you're not going to have Nick Chubb back there to give the majority of the handoffs to and Hunt who's his back up there who gets a lot of carries and a lot of balls out of the backfield. He was limited on Friday. He had a wrist injury from that game against the Chargers, Brady. To me, that's not just the clear-cut, oh, Mark... Put, it, put the check mark next to the Cleveland Browns, that's a W because of what's going on in the locker room with COVID and injuries on the other side with the Arizona Cardinals.
3: In the last segment before Derek and Jeff came on, you and I were previewing the Minnesota Vikings and the Carolina Panthers. That one will be in Charlotte and I think it is a little bit surprising that the Vikings are the fifth most popular pick. Now, you could argue that it's not because, of course, the line has moved, so it's some players there certainly taking the line value, the current line at Vikings minus two and a Half and in the contest, it's Vikings minus one. But, uh, you know, you were saying maybe you wanted to go against the grain a little bit with the Panthers. Well, there's a perfect opportunity for you with it being one of the most popular picks in the contest.
6: And I did that. That's one of my contest plays is it is the end more so. uh, Not because I love the Carolina Panthers right now, but sometimes you get these teams where everybody's kicking them when they're down. Well, they were sure popping them up the first three weeks for the Carolina Panthers. Got brought back down to earth against the Dallas Cowboys and had some injuries on that side of the football to try to match up with Dallas score for score with no Kristen McCaffrey out there, but I think it was more so just the how awful they were in that game against Philadelphia, in particular the second half. So I know a lot of folks were on Carolina last week at that short number, and we talked about that game last week, Brady. The number was just sitting there at three and feel like, oh, that's a the Carolina playing at home. They'll bounce back after that tough loss to Dallas. They'll come and beat a bad Philadelphia Eagles team, and then that second half, absolutely nothing offensively from the carolina panthers so maybe that's one of those things where folks are all right well recency bias we saw how bad they were and now we're going to go against them here but what is it about the vikings right now that folks would be i'm not, to me the vikings are not a team that i'm in love with they're they're squeaky they were very fortunate to win that football game last week against the detroit lions like I said, I think there's some, there's clearly some disconnect between Kirk Cousins, head coach Mike Zimmer, and probably some other players in that locker room due to Kirk Cousins, just a goofy dude, just as it is. So, yeah, that's an interesting call right there. So I am. I'm on the other side of that. Did take Carolina more so as a contrarian play in the contest right now. I think that's kind of where I'm kind of trying to zig and zag right now and staying away from consensus plays and maybe trying a, a play or two that are on the contrarian side.
3: Well, we talked about it in that preview of Minnesota against the Carolina Panthers, how many one-score games Minnesota has played as of late. In their last 13 games, they've played 10 that were decided by one score, and then also already four this season. So, that's why you know you're seeing this line toggle between one, you know, one either side of the fence there. Of course, the Carolina Panthers opened as a favorite early in the week. It's still less than a field goal. So I think this will be another close game. and I took that to the window in the form of a teaser, one leg being the Carolina Panthers up to eight and a half. We'll see if that stands up. All right, let's talk about uh, what ought to be a beauty, James. Two of the contenders in the AFC, they're both off to four and one starts and that is the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. And I think this is similar in my eyes when this came out opening the week. It was similar to the Dolphins-Jaguars game, where the line I made for the game was far different where it came out. I made the Chargers a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and I was very surprised to see it open up with Baltimore being a three-point favorite. Now, it has come down to two-and-a-half in favor of Baltimore, and, of course, that's very interesting. Uh, I believe there were some possible three-and-a-halves maybe out there, there for just a moment on the Chargers Uh, and now all the way down through the key number of three and on the underside of that at two and a half in favor of Baltimore. The one weak link we see for the Chargers is their ability to defend the run. They give up over five and a half yards per carry, and the Ravens, they counter with an excellent ground game, gaining nearly five yards per rush. How do you see this one playing out, James? Currently, Ravens minus two and a half, a total of 51 and a half, and we also know there is going to be wind in the area there in Baltimore.
6: Brady, you mentioned the, the lack of run defense from the Chargers. Yeah, last in the league, stopping the run. Well, and they're going to miss a couple key players defensively are the Chargers to try to defend the run. Number one is going to be their second-leading tackler, safety Nasir Adderley. He's listed as questionable, did not practice this week. I suspect he's not going to be out there. Well, you're going to have to. If Adderley's not out there, second-leading tackler again, and you're going to need guys to wrap up, you know how elusive – you, you know how elusive Jackson can be running the football and then taking the top off the defense with, with Hollywood Brown. I just think with Adderley, if he's not in there, you're going to have a sixth-round rookie that's going to have to step in there, Mark Webb, on that free safety position. And then Drew Tranquil, he is definitely out. He got hurt in that game, last last drive of that game against Cleveland. We talked about Cleveland and what a physical uh, how they got beat up and banged up in that game against the Chargers. Chargers the same way. Their third leading tackler, Drew Tranquil, will not be in this game against the Ravens. Well, that's a big loss there because you're going to have to combine. They've got a couple rookies that they're going to be replacing there that collectively have one snap at linebacker in the NFL, taking Tranquil's spot there at the linebacker position. I think those are big losses that, again, looking through the injury reports, not sexy on paper when you're talking about big names, but those are two big Defensive names that probably will not be available for the Chargers in this matchup against the Ravens. And then on the offensive side, this is sexy here when you're talking about injury report. I guess I'd like to dig into these a lot. Mike Williams did not practice all week. He's got swelling on the knee, may have a bruised knee. Keep in mind they have a bye to the Chargers after this game here. I don't know. I I suspect we will not see Mike Williams on the field for this for the Los Angeles Chargers. Brady, that's a huge loss. 471 yards receiving, six touchdowns. He's, he's, he's one of the bigs out there. There's a lot of bigs for this offense that Justin Herbert just kind of gets to go one-on-one, back shoulder throws, put it up there, let the big fella go up and go grab it. Well, Mike Williams got off to a great start, but again, not practicing all week with knee swelling, potential knee bruise, and the fact that they have a bye coming up. I don't think we see Mike Williams on the field. So those are some key losses right there for the Chargers going into this matchup. I am on the Ravens. It was a contest play for me. It's also one of my best bets.
3: Yeah, no, I I think at two and a half, you really have to consider the home favorite here. But, uh, you know, if you could possibly get three and a half, I mean, it's that key number, right? I mean, you're going to go one way or another, probably (laughs) just a lot based on where this line is. And right now, uh, I kind of see where you're coming from here, taking less than a field goal with the favorite. Uh, Ravens defensive coordinator Don Martindale is 14-1, and James, straight up. 10-4-1 10 4 and 1 against the spread versus head coaches in their first year with a team. He's also 9-0 oh straight up, 6-2-1 against the spread when facing non-division opponents sporting a new coach with their with the team for the first time. And that of course fits the bill for Brandon Staley and the Los Angeles Chargers. I mentioned 10 to 20 mile an hour wins forecasted for the Baltimore area. This total Currently at 51 and a half. James, another thing we saw that the Las Vegas Raiders did in the second half to Justin Herbert, uh, they blitzed him a lot. He was just two for nine in the second half, was Justin Herbert when the Raiders mounted that comeback. And we know how Don Martindale Martindale and those Baltimore Ravens like to come with the the all-house, all-casino blitz, if you will. We'll see if they enforce that strategy against the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. We'll be right back with more on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James
1: Salinas on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Shoot for victory, stream live TV, play for free this hoop season with the Hulu Plus Live TV prediction series. Join four free to play prediction pools for your shot at $20,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com Hulu now to get in on the action. This hoop season, it's time to have Hulu Plus Live TV. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions may apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you going down through the card here for NFL Week 6. And James, two teams both off of heartbreaking losses last week, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Detroit Lions. Cincinnati on the wrong end of that field goal fiasco, end up losing To the Green Bay Packers, 25-23. The Lions took the lead late, 17-16 over the Vikings. And then another long field goal does them in. This time a 54-yarder by the Vikings goes through the uprights as time expires. I made this line in favor of Cincinnati 2.5. And and it opened up at 3.5 and we quickly saw some action come in on the home dog Detroit Lions here and get down to the key number of three. And that is where we stand right now. Currently Cincinnati, and correct me, it looks like it's moved now. Cincinnati now back to a a three-and-a-half point favorite. That is very interesting. Cincinnati now three-and-a-half with a total of 47 here. James, I kind of think this could be a spot for the Detroit Lions. The Bengals have a division game with the Baltimore Ravens up next. And also, this is the one game on the schedule this week where the Bengals go from a home underdog to the role of a road favorite. Where are you going with this one? Thinking about
6: the heartbreak that happened for both teams. I think Detroit's used to that. You saw that (laughs) a few weeks back against the Baltimore Ravens. Like, yeah, what, we'll get over it. We get through it. And I think that's the one thing you see out of the Detroit Lions is they play hard. They know the expectations are not there for them. They're not competing for a playoff spot. That team is complete rebuild mode. Now, yeah, those are gut-wrenching losses to take, especially last-second field goals, long field goals, to record record-setting field goals in the case of Justin Tucker and the Baltimore Ravens. this team knows how to bounce back from that, and they play hard week in and week out. That's what I want to see out of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, very young team, and they showed last week. I, did, I didn't play the game last week against the, the Packers. I wanted to see, all right, a lot of hype around that. You're playing at home against Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, all the pageantry that comes with that. A, uh, you know, a contender in the NFC for the Super Bowl each and every year. How are they going to go? And they went toe to toe. And yeah, forget that. Well, I shouldn't even said that. I didn't mean to say toe to toe, considering how bad the kicking was in that game for both sides. So let's just say they don't <laughs> no pun blow intended. For, exactly. Yeah, I'm not a puns guy, so that's that's it's a slip of the tongue. They went blow for blow in that game, Brady. And yeah, it's a heartbreaking loss, though the way that they went down. They had plenty of opportunities to to take over and win that game. Did the Cincinnati Bengals now going on the road? How do they respond? We know how the Lions are going to respond from those gut-wrenching losses they're used to it how are the cincinnati bengals now and to your men- to your mention there going on the road as a favorite against a bad football team also the fact that is this a game where the bengals take out their frustrations from last week or is this a game where the bengals are looking ahead to next week yes they are the favorite going on the road non-conference team bad football team in the detroit lions Look what's sitting on deck uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. They are going to be playing AFC North Division leader, the Baltimore Ravens, next week. Huge game for Cincinnati on deck. What does this game mean to them? How do they bounce back as a young team here? I haven't bet the game, Brady, but at 3.5 in the contest, I took the Lions.
3: Yeah, I like the Lions side, too, and most of all from a situational standpoint. When I crunch my numbers... I actually come out pretty heavily favored to the Cincinnati side here, and maybe that's why we're seeing it tick back to three and a half. That was the opener. As I mentioned, it came down to three. Now we're seeing it tick back to three and a half, and maybe that's a an analytical numbers-based uh, move there by the market. I'm not sure, but I think the situation, as you and I both speak to, I think the situation definitely favors the Detroit Lions with the scheduling spot for Cincinnati and also going from that role as home underdog, that the way they lost that game to the Green Bay Packers last week, and then to go on the road in the role of road favorite with the Ravens on deck, I I think it's a really tough spot for the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, we say this every week, James, about the Detroit Lions. They continue to play really hard for their coach, and uh, I think you'll get yet another effort out of them here. And I like them in the role of the home underdog. We'll see how that one turns out. I think it's key there, getting the three and a half. And I'm okay with three, but obviously I think the three and a half will give you a lot of confidence with the Detroit Lions this week against Cincinnati. The New York Giants were competitive last week in their game with the Dallas Cowboys until they were bitten by the injury bug to some really key players. Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay were out. And then of course, Daniel Jones was concussed. He had to leave the game for the rest of the game there. And really Dallas, uh, just ran away with it from there, but it looks like Daniel Jones will be back in action for the game this week as the New York Giants get ready to host the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are on extra rest. Uh, having played last Thursday in a win over the Seattle Seahawks. I made this line eight and a half, James. It opened at 10 and a half, but it has come down all week long. And currently we are at eight and a half in favor of Los Angeles with a total of 48 and a half. We've seen it get as low as eight. You wonder if it'll go back up a little bit or if it'll come down even further, maybe to seven and a half. Your thoughts on this contest, James, one and four hosting four and one. (laughs) You talked about Daniel Jones, and if you saw that game and how he, oh, he, he was
6: stretching for the goal line and absolutely got crunched, and then he gets up and he, he's staggering around. Looks like a Looney Tune character that got an anvil just dropped <laughs> on his head, right? And he's trying to stagger to the sideline. I am shocked that he's playing in this game. I mean, that was, he. as far as concussions go, and I know everybody responds to him and bounces back from those differently, <laughs> but when I saw that happen, I was like, there is absolutely no way that poor kid is going to be able to be. Play in the National Football League next week against this Rams team because of how he got hammered. But there he is, he's out there and he's going to be playing. I think the injury bug, yeah, I think the one that we saw a couple weeks back really came to light for the New York Giants the loss of Blake Martinez. Uh, he's their leading tackler from a year ago. He's the captain at middle linebacker for that Giants defense. They sorely missed him last week. Again, another 200-yard rushing performance from the Dallas Cowboys, throwing the football around. They did whatever they wanted to do offensively. Well, Are we going to see the same thing from the L.A. Rams here? We know we know offensively that they're spreading the football around. They made a concerted effort to get the ball to Woods in that Thursday night game. they really had been the Stafford and Cooper Cup show going forward for the first four games, but they really made a a great effort to get Woods involved in the offense in that Thursday night game against Seattle, and he had a great game, uh, as well as Higby still out there, too. There's so many offensive weapons to be able to throw the football to. It's just on the other side, can the Giants match? Are they going to be able to get some stops for one? And then can they match scores? And I think that's the that's the struggle for me here. I haven't played the game. I, I know that number's been ticking all over the place, but it's not because I put any money on it. I'm not going to put any money on this game. I would probably lean towards the Rams. I'm not laying big numbers in the NFL on the road in these spots. I like the fact that the Rams are very healthy right now, and they're coming off 10 days to, to be able to prepare for this game. To me, it'd be Rams or nothing, but it's just I'm too frugal when it comes to laying points in the NFL, especially on the road. and We're laying more than a touchdown wherever that ends up closing. No play for me in this contest.
3: James, you know, I I think it could be a little bit of a scheduling spot for the uh, New York Giants, a bad spot for the Los Angeles Rams, and I don't expect New York to win this game. I'm with you. I'm not going to lay the 10 points, uh, but I uh, am not uh, opposed to taking what was 10, now obviously down to 8 or 8.5. I don't know how much I want to get involved here, but the, the Rams next up, have the Lions and the Texans next up on their schedule. So a very light stretch here, playing the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans. And I think they could be a little bit complacent coming into this game, knowing that nothing really pressing is coming up on their schedule. And I'll tell you what, Sean McVay... I bet you he is paying attention to next week when they play the Detroit Lions because his former quarterback, Jared Goff, of course, is the starting quarterback for the Lions, and there will be something to that matchup there. So I think if you're, again, looking for a situational handicap on this one, I think the schedule uh, uh, favors the New York Giants here. Could be a little bit of a flat spot for Los Angeles
6: and the fact that the Los Angeles Rams that secondary we talk about the defense and and some of the star power there with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey as much money as they throw at those great defensive players but they had to they had to sacrifice some players too on that back end in that secondary both Johnson and Troy Hill are in Cleveland there that was those were a couple veterans from that secondary and we've seen a lot more cover 2 a lot more bend but don't break from that defense because they just don't have the experience on the back end in that secondary do the Rams. And we've seen it We've seen it exploited quite a bit throughout the season so far early in the season, but we've seen teams be able to exploit that. Even Geno Smith was able to come in and, in place of Russell Wilson and make some throws against that secondary. So maybe there's opportunity for backdoor cover there for the Giants too with Jones being healthy Hopefully he's fully healthy being able to, to be out there to play. So, again, the number's just too big for me. I like the Rams here. Maybe the scheduling spot of the look ahead is, or maybe just a flat spot because you're playing a bad football team. But you're also going to New York. Bright lights, even though they're playing early, you are in New York City. So I expect to probably get a good effort out of the Rams, but not enough for me to lay that big of a price on the
3: road. Make sure to check the injury report on this one. A couple of offensive linemen, questionable For the New York Giants, Kadarius Toney is questionable. Kenny Galladay will be out. And then, of course, Saquon Barkley will be out. Daniel Jones, again, expected to make the start for the New York Giants. When we come back, we'll get to our best bets for the week, week six in the NFL, right here on the Pro Football Blitz on v Sin the Sports Betting Network.
0: From BBC Radio 4.
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
1: This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on v the sports betting network.
3: Get ready for all the action this NBA season with the VSIN basketball betting experts. Grab your copy of the VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide right now with strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy, advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. The digital guide is a must-have. So give yourself a betting edge this NBA season. Get your copy now, $9.99 at bsin.com. Slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Week 6 of the NFL 2021 season, and it's time to get to our best bets for Week 6. James Salinas... And myself here. And James, uh, I have gone the route of the two-team teaser once again here. A two-team, six-point teaser. I mentioned this earlier in the program when we were previewing the Vikings-Panthers game. The Panthers teased up to plus eight and a half is one leg of my teaser. I have teased that down with the Chiefs to just minus a half a point. You and I both, I think, kind of kind of think Washington can hang around in this game but I do think the Chiefs will find a way to win. Most of my numbers come up with the Chiefs winning this game by, you know, somewhere between 3 and 4 points. So laying just uh, a half a point here in the second leg of a teaser, I'll take it. I think for
6: the Chiefs, whoever their opponent is always has the opportunity to hang around Brady just based on how putrid that defense is for Kansas City, ranked last in so many categories and last for sure when it comes to points allowed or I guess first, I don't know, which way, whatever way you want to invert that. They're horrible and the defense can't stop anybody. So the back door is always open, I think, regardless of what that number is. Now it just comes down to Mahomes to be able to come out and and win a game because that's who's going to have to win it. Their defense isn't going to make plays. Their best defense defensive player out there especially on the defensive line jones chris jones will not be available again in this contest so but do we trust washington to be able to make any stop this the a close game they're second to last in most every category just a bad bad defense on both sides here if anything i'd be looking towards the total but i'd rather be on your side brady with the chiefs just to win than i don't want any part of the washington football team on either side of the teaser or as far as the side goes either
3: yeah, we talked about the absence of Brandon Sheriff across that offensive line, and I just really don't want to bet on, first of all, this team with a bad defense, and secondly, with him missing from that offensive line. He is really an important piece, and and they don't have any success when he is out of the lineup, so I really don't want to take Washington plus the six points. I do think the Chiefs will fight a way to win this game. We talked about the Panthers. Minnesota, this one ought to be a very close game, so I certainly like getting, I'd probably like getting eight and a half points with the Vikings, too, either way which way here, I think getting eight and a half points uh, in that Panthers-Vikings game uh, could be a profitable position. Uh, Another two-team six-point teaser for me. The Bears up to plus ten and a half. Now, of course, you can get higher than that now. You can take that up to plus twelve and a half now. I don't know how much real difference there is there between twelve and a half and ten and a half when you talk about key numbers. Uh, And then Seattle, the Seahawks up to plus eleven. So a couple of double-digit dogs there on both legs of this one, James.
6: And I think for the Bears side, it, my concern with the Bears is now that who it's, it all falls on Justin Fields. He's going to have to make throws, and Green Bay is definitely banged up at the cornerback position. King is not going to play. We know Jay Alexander is gone potentially he's on IR right now he might be lost for the season we'll have to wait and see but he's definitely not playing in this contest neither is the Darius Smith their best pass rusher he's been out for the majority of the season he's not going to be in this contest either so there's points to be had and there's throws to be made against this Green Bay Packers secondary uh, but is Justin Fields the one that's going to be able to do that that's my concern with trying to get on a side with the Bears right now is you know this this team is the Bears are last in yards per play and they've only scored eight touchdowns so far the season five of those touchdowns have come with the ball in the hands of David Montgomery and Damian Williams. Those were on the ground rushing. Both of those guys are on the sideline due to injury and due to COVID. So I'm just not sure where the points are going to come from. And we know points can come from Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. He loves lighting up the Bears. So I, I think as far as the side goes, I haven't played the side, uh, but I will. I have gotten involved with the Green Bay Packers, but not for the point spread. I'm just going to play them on the money line.
3: Yeah, let's talk about this uh wanna be one of your best bets, and that's a two team alternate parlay here. You have the Packers on the money line with the Bills at plus one. Give us the uh the numbers there and explain that one to us.
6: So it's it's ultimately I don't play a lot of teasers because juice now this isn't the old days where you put pretty much paid a standard vig of minus 110. Some of these shops are just robbing and laying a dollar 40 on a 6. point teaser. Like I'm not doing that, but there's ways around that at least here in Colorado and I know this isn't available in all states with all players depending on where you're at, but there are alternate lines available and it depends on what the juice is. So basically I am here with the Green Bay Packers now that move that number was up to 6. I I put them in a money line parlay which was just down to two and a quarter and then i parlayed that also in a sense as a money line play with the buffalo bills on monday night now with the bills you dropped it down they were laying 250 at a pick'em but they were also laying 250 plus one and a half so i have the hook there so why would i why would i take the bills just the money line minus 250 when there's an alternate line available for the same price it's only a point and a half but with the way that kicking is now and now in this day and age of the nfl brady Every point is crucial, so I'll take the plus one and a half there. We've talked about why I like the Green Bay Packers in the side just to win the football game. On the other side, looking at the Bills on Monday night, this is the revenge tour right now for the Buffalo Bills. Last week, they got it done against Kansas City, who knocked them out in the AFC Championship game, completely redeemed themselves from that performance last year, missing out on the Super Bowl. Well, they only had three losses last year during the regular season did the Buffalo Bills. One of those losses came at the hands of the Tennessee Titans, and it was by far their worst loss of the season. Complete debacle of a game and an effort. The schedule got screwy. It got changed around. They played on a Tuesday night. I don't know if that threw them off, but three turnovers resulted in three touchdowns. A lot of short fields for the Tennessee Titans. Ten penalties in that game. This is clearly a game in my mind that, looking on the schedule, when that schedule came out, Brady, I think this was a game that the Bills circled right there, saying, absolutely, we were Trying to redeem ourselves from that poor performance. Our worst performance of the season last year during the regular season against Tennessee. And Tennessee, in my mind, is not a good football team as it is. No balance. Trying to just pound Derrick Henry. Haven't been able to throw the football very well and then the defense can't stop anybody. Though, Therefore, that's the other leg of my alternate parlay, which is a better price. I got those two prices. You parlay those together. I get better numbers with the Bills plus one and a half and I get a plus price. Small plus price coming back, but I get plus 102 as opposed to having to pay any kind of vig on a teaser.
3: Yeah, no, that's great, and I don't know if everybody has those options. I don't think we do here in Nevada, but I I like the point there you make uh, as far as you can get one and a half points with the bills at the same price you would have to pay with just them simply on the money line. Uh, You know, like the t-shirt says, uh, of course, you and I James, uh, former Super Contest champions, the t-shirt that I received, you know how it is uh, here at Circa, you get a hat uh, when you sign up for the Circa Millions over at the Westgate Super Contest, uh, you get a t-shirt. The t-shirt Uh, from the year that I won it all on the back, the saying was, every half point matters. So uh, that certainly goes to uh, your situation here with the Buffalo Bills on that one. Uh, That T-shirt, you know, I, I, of course, adored it. Uh, You know, first it was a T-shirt, then it became like a workout shirt, a night shirt, then it became a rag. I finally had to put the thing to bed last year. It was uh, just about disintegrated. <laughs> I still have mine
6: from well, <laughs> for the one that I had when I won in 2015. It, and we know this is kind of the mantra with the Super Contest: is good teams win, but great teams cover, and that's what it's exactly all about. It's all about the cover. We don't care who wins. I don't have, and I don't have an allegiance to any team. I'm not a fan. I'm just a fan of whoever whoever I'm betting on that day, as far as the point spread is concerned.
3: You uh, have the Texans plus 10 as another one of your best bets. Uh, I was able to get the uh, Texans plus 10.5 earlier in the week. Uh, That's a play I've made as well. I have the Jaguars plus 3.5 the early game. On Sunday, we talked about that one, previewed that game a little bit earlier in the in the program. I just think it's a line of scrimmage uh, mismatch on both sides of the ball. Jacksonville pretty good defensively at stopping the run, very good at rushing the ball offensively, and Miami is awful at stopping the run, and we know they have an awful offensive line. So I think, uh, like so many games are won in the trenches, I think this one over in London will be as well. I think the Jaguars have a very good chance to uh, win outright for the first time in their last 19 contests, in their last 20 contests, rather. I think they've lost 19 in a row. And then finally, you have one more on the Ravens at minus 2, minus 120. Did, Did you buy a half point there, or how'd you handle that one? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was sitting minus
6: 2.5, 115. So figured, all right, if i got to pay yeah, another sure. $0.05 cents to get it off the uh, off the half and put it at the two, I just like the spot here for the Ravens. We talked about the, the bye coming up for the Chargers. Very crazy physical game, emotional win for the Chargers over the Browns, but they suffered a number of key injuries in that game. We talked about the potential of Mike Williams, six touchdowns on the year, great receiver, off to a great start with Justin Herbert, not being available for this game, as well as their second and third leading tacklers on the defensive side going to be replaced with a couple rookies in those spots as well as don't forget about the offensive line for the, for the Los Angeles Chargers both right tackle and right guard will be playing backups in this matchup against Wink Martindale and that defensive front for the Baltimore Ravens
3: alright should be a beauty the Chargers and the Ravens very interesting game that could go a long way into determining who will come out of the AFC we will come out of break and back with more Pro Football Blitz in just a moment right here on V-CIN the